from the studio of Adventist World Radio Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise. You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Wheel, 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 wheel
Welcome to write to us on this postal address. Adventist Media Center, Post Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune, 411037, Maharashtra, India. You can also log into our website to hear all our programs, which is www.awr. Before we hear God's word, here's a melodious song. Oh, the old ark's a moverin, moverin, moverin. The old ark's a moverin, and I'm going home. The old ark's a moverin, moverin, moverin. The old ark's a moverin, and I'm going home. See that sinner coming so slow. He wanted to get to heaven for the heaven door closed. Ark's a moverin, moverin, moverin. The old ark's a moverin, and I'm going home. The old ark's a moverin, moverin, moverin. The old ark's a moverin, and I'm going home. Sometimes it seems like the church don't move, 'cause somebody here been telling bad news. The old ark's a moverin, moverin. The old ark she reeled, the old ark she rocked, the old ark she landed on the mountain top. The old ark's a moverin, moverin, moverin. The old ark's a moverin, and I'm going home. See that sister dressed so fine? She ain't got Jesus on her mind. Oh, the old ark's a moverin, moverin, moverin. The old ark's a moverin, and I'm going home. The old ark's a moverin, moverin, moverin. The old ark's a moverin, and I'm going home. What is the matter with the dark? I think he got the devil in the amen corner. Holy, old arms are moving, moving, moving. The old arms are moving, and I'm going home. The old arms she reeled, the old arms she rocked, the old arms she landed on the mountain top. A moverin, moverin, moverin. The old ark's a moverin, and I'm going home. Tain't but one thing on my mind. When you go to heaven, don't leave me behind. Oh, the old ark's a moverin, moverin, moverin. The old ark's a moverin, and I'm going home. The 
my lungs are moving and I'm going home. The old ark she reeled, the old ark she rocked, the old ark she landed on the mountain top. The old ark are moving, moving, moving. The old ark are moving and I'm going home. From the studios of Adventist Media Center, Pune. We have Helen Jacob presenting God's Word. Greetings to you, dear listeners, in the precious name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I am Helen Jacob, the English radio producer speaker. I welcome you all to the English program from Adventist Media Center, Pune. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for this new day. Please bless us as we study your word today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. There are many great prophets in the Old Testament, but one is considered the greatest. Elijah was a prophet who stood for God despite huge obstacles. He performed dramatic miracles and became the symbol of the role that John the Baptist would fill. Despite the many powerful moments in his life, he also had times of doubt and struggle, which makes him one of the more complex Old Testament figures. Elijah's job involved condemning sinful leaders and foretelling the punishment that God would bring if people did not repent. This story of Elijah, the Tishbite, is found in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 1 to 17, and in the book Prophets and Kings, written by Ellen G. White, chapter 9. Elijah lived among the mountains of Gilead, east of the Jordan, in the days of King Ahab. A man of faith and prayer whose fearless ministry was destined to check the rapid spread of apostasy, meaning abandonment or betrayal of a religious belief or principle in the land of Israel. His voice was the one crying in the wilderness to rebuke sin and press back the tide of evil. He saw Israel sink deeper and deeper into idolatry and his soul was distressed. God had done great things for his people, but they had forgotten. Their unbelief was fast separating the chosen nation from the source of their strength. The meaning of Elijah is Yahweh is my God. Elijah was a mighty prophet during a turbulent time in Israel's history. The nation had turned away from the true worship of the Lord of heaven and earth to the worship of Baal. Elijah is a major character in the early history of the kingdom of Israel. God had sent prophet Elijah to show Israel the evil of their ways and to encourage them to return to the Lord. Elijah was entrusted the mission to deliver to Ahab heaven's message of judgment. Suddenly he showed up at Ahab's palace and delivered the message. How could he do this? It was only by his strong faith in the unfailing power of God's word. As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew or rain these years, but according to my word. He said this and walked away. Elijah was taken care of by God Almighty all during the years of the drought. 
On the other hand, we see that the prophets of Baal still continued sacrificing to their gods and called on them night and day to refresh the earth. Throughout the doomed land, their cries and petitions arise, but no cloud appeared in the sky. Year one passes, and still no rain. Jezebel refused to recognize the drought as a judgment from Jehovah. Two years pass, still no sign of rain. Throughout the kingdom, we see the effects of ruin. Fathers and mothers were powerless to relieve the sufferings of their children and saw them die. For three long years, they were in search of Elijah, but was unable to locate him. Through the long years of the famine and drought, Elijah prayed earnestly for the people of Israel to turn to God and turn away from idolatry. Why was all this happening? It was Ahab the king who had formed an alliance with Sidon by marrying their princess Jezebel. The drought was a punishment for the worship of Baal that Jezebel was prompting in Israel at Yahweh's expense. In 1 Kings chapter 16 verse 30 states that Ahab, son of Omri, did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any of those before him. So how could the nation of Israel return to God? God sent Elijah to show Israel the evil of their ways and to encourage them to return to the Lord. Elijah stood before Ahab and demanded that all Israel, prophets of Baal and Ashtoreth, to meet on Mount Carmel. Messengers were sent to every town and village, and the people prepared to meet Elijah at the appointed time. On the appointed morning, we see the host of apostate Israel gathered near the top of the mountain in eager expectation. Jezebel's prophets march up in imposing array. In regal pomp, the king appears and takes his position at the head of the priests, and the idolaters shout their welcome. But in the hearts of the priests, there is some uneasiness, and at the word of the prophet, the land of Israel was ruined for three and a half years. They feared some crisis is about to happen. The gods in whom they trusted was unable to prove Elijah as false prophet. In 1 Kings chapter 18, we read about the prophet Elijah's showdown with the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. A battle of the gods, a test to determine which deity was truly powerful, the God of Israel or the pagan god Baal. Two bullocks were chosen, and whichever god answered by fire is God. So Elijah gave the first opportunity to the prophets of Baal. 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets which ate at Jezebel's table were to pray. From morning till noon, they called out to their God, but nothing happened. They danced and cut themselves and called on Baal, but still nothing happened. Their cries, tears, costly sacrifices, no voice, no answer from Baal. As evening draws, the prophets of Baal are weary, faint and confused, and in despair they retire from the contest. Now it was about time for the evening sacrifice. It was Elijah's turn, and he said to all the people, Come near unto me. And they came near. This is what they saw. He turned to the broken-down altar 
where the people of God had once worshipped. He repairs it. He took twelve stones according to the twelve sons of Jacob and rebuilds the altar. He made a trench about the altar. He cut the bullock in pieces and laid it on the wood. He said to them, Fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt offering and the wood. They did this three times. Now Elijah called out in clear trumpet-like voice, How long, halty between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. No answer from the people. Elijah stands alone and prayed, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. O Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have brought them back to yourself. 1 Kings 18, 36-37 Immediately the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burnt up everything, the bullock, the wood, the stone, the dust, and even licked up all the water in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell down to the ground and cried out, The Lord, He is God. Yes, the Lord is God. Then Elijah seized all the prophets of Baal, took them down to the Kishon Valley and killed them there. Not one escaped. What a tremendous victory for Elijah! What a great answer to one man's prayer! God of heaven always comes through when we place our faith in Him. God prepared His people in the past to take His message of warning, message of repentance, and today God speaks to us through the Scriptures. Let us today examine the prayer of Elijah and draw some lessons from it that we can apply to our own lives. 1. Elijah's prayer was a prayer of faith. Elijah's prayer on Mount Carmel was a prayer of faith. He had complete confidence in the power of God, and he knew that God was able to perform miracles. He didn't doubt or hesitate, but instead, he boldly asked God to show his power. We can learn from Elijah's example and pray with faith, believing that God is able to do what he asked him. 2. Elijah's prayer was a prayer of surrender. He knew that he couldn't win this battle on his own, but he trusted in God's power to deliver him. He surrendered his own will to God's will, and he submitted himself to God's plan. We can learn from Elijah's example and surrender our own will to God's will, trusting that he knows what is best for us. 3. Elijah's prayer was a prayer of worship. He acknowledged God's greatness and praised him for his power and majesty. He recognized that God was worthy of all honor and glory. We can learn from Elijah's example and approach God with an attitude of worship, acknowledging his greatness and praising him for who he is. 4. Elijah's prayer was a prayer of intercession. He prayed not only for himself, but for the people of Israel. He interceded on their behalf, asking God to turn their hearts back to him. We can learn from Elijah's example and pray for others, interceding on their behalf and asking God to work in their lives.
Is your prayer life your only source of strength and hope? When troubles come and rocks the very foundation of your faith, do you hang on to the only connection, which is prayer that can bring you victory? Prayer is the only way to reach God and the connection that will stand strong. Have you built that connection? From this story, we can also see the power of faith in action. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Elijah's prayer in Mount Carmel can also be applicable in our own lives. 1. Elijah's faith was based on God's word. He knew that God had promised to bless the children of Israel if they followed him, but to punish them if they turned away. He also knew that God had promised to hear the prayers of his people if they repented and turned back to him. Elijah believed in God's promises and acted on them. We can learn from Elijah's example and base our faith on God's word. When we trust in his promises, we can be confident that he will fulfill them. Looking back on your own life, have the promises of God come true in situations where you had no solution? 2. Elijah's faith was unwavering. He didn't doubt or hesitate when he prayed. He didn't worry about what the prophets of Baal might think or say. He didn't question God's ability to perform the miracle. He simply prayed with complete confidence and trust in God. We can learn from Elijah's example and have faith that is unwavering. When we trust in God completely, we can overcome any obstacle or challenge that comes our way. 3. Elijah's prayer was a testimony to God's power. When he prayed, fire came down from heaven and consumed his sacrifice, proving that the God of Israel was a true God. This miracle led many people to believe in God and turn away from idol worship. We can learn from Elijah's example and use our faith as a testimony to others. When we trust in God and see Him work in our lives, it can be a powerful witness to those who don't yet know Him. Elijah's prayer on Mount Carmel teaches us several valuable lessons about prayer and faith. We can pray, we can pray with faith, surrendering our will to God's will, approaching Him with an attitude of worship, and, in, and interceding for others. We can experience the power of prayer in our lives and see God's work in powerful ways. We can base our faith on God's word, have unwavering faith, and use our faith as a testimony to others. When we trust in God in this way, we can experience the power of faith in our own lives and see God's work. Let us follow Elijah's example and pray with boldness, faith in full surrender to his will. Have faith that is strong unwavering, and be a powerful witness to God. The people in biblical times and in the time of Jesus were ordinary people like you and me. They all had their struggles, doubts, frustrations, fear. But when God used them for his purpose, they did extraordinary things. God's word is true and has stood the test of time. Prophets prophesied and it came to pass. Ordinary people believed it and saw the results. Non-Jewish people claimed it and it was a blessing in disguise. Children loved it and they were blessed. 
If this story has inspired you to make a commitment to strengthen your prayer life and to build your faith in the Lord, reach out to Him in prayer. Let's pray. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you for the power of prayer and the gift of faith you have given us. As we reach out to you, guide us and lead us to live a better life that brings glory and honor to your name. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. God's richest blessings as you face this new day. Adventist Media Center, Post Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune 411037, Maharashtra, India. And you can email us at helenrichesv at gmail.com. helenrichesv at gmail.com. H E L E N R I C H E S V at gmail dot com. You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers: Center of Digital Evangelism (CDE) zero 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 eight zero 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 four zero one seven zero four or you can message us directly at plus one seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero our whatsapp number is plus nine one nine zero 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 eight nine zero nine three and you can email us at Helen Riches V at Gmail dot com H E L E N 
R I C H E S V at gmail dot com. We invite you to visit us on our website, www dot a w r dot o r g. This is David, and I am Madhuri. Signing off at a w r. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Till then, we wish you goodbye, goodbye and, and God, God bless. bless.